This is Ion Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome back to Ion Foxborough. I'm Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels. We have an emergency pod because while we were potting earlier, unbeknownst to us, the Patriots had a 12th offensive coordinator candidate at Gillette Stadium, and they did not let him leave. That was Alex Van Pelt. Gerard Mayo went off menu. It wasn't one of the known candidates and hired Van Pelt, who is totally different than a lot of guys that were, you know, in the mix here, where he's 53 years old, is very established, has been an offensive coordinator, two different places, five years total. Mark, what's your first reaction to the Van Pelt hiring? My first reaction was, man, we, we did a podcast where I very, very much said that I wanted an inexperienced uh, young play caller. And I was like, oh, man, I was wrong. Um, so thinking back to that, I, my first reaction, other than me being wrong, was that I I like it. I understand it. And I think we should just dive right into it. So Alex Van Pelt, for those who don't know, was an NFL quarterback for 11 seasons, mainly playing for the Buffalo Bills. So naturally, he got into coaching and a lot of his work has become as, hey, a quarterback's coach, since he was a quarterback. So he was a quarterback's coach for the Bills. He was the OC for the Bills in one year in 09 before that entire staff got fired. Um, he went to Tampa Bay for two years where he was the quarterback's coach. And, you know, I looked I looked at those years and um, he coached his kid. Was it, uh, was it Justin? Was it Freeman? Or the guy he coached in Tampa Bay had like his only two good. Yeah, Josh Freeman in Tampa Bay, who Alex Van Pelt coached, had like two good seasons really in Tampa. And I think that was when he was down there. And then he goes to green Bay where he's the quarterback's coach for Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, wins an MVP and Aaron Rodgers was actually very publicly annoyed and upset with the Packers that they let Alex Van Pelt go. So Alex Van Pelt was a QB coach in the Packers leaves. Basically his contract wasn't renewed. Aaron Rodgers not happy. And Van Pelt goes to Cincinnati, where he works for head coach Zach Taylor. And for those who don't know, who comes from the McVay tree, this West Coast system, which is what I'm getting into. So after coaching the Bengals QBs, Van Pelt goes to Cleveland, where he was the OC for four years and coached an insane amount of quarterbacks. We can get to that later. But one reason I like it, one, very experienced. And I think with an inexperienced head coach and a younger coaching staff, it does make sense to have an experienced OC um, like Alex Van Pelt, and certainly someone who's worked with a lot of different quarterbacks of a lot of different styles. I mean, this guy is 53 years old. He's worked with a ton of teams. He's been coaching in the NFL since 2006. He's kind of seen it all. That standpoint, I like it. And also, Chris, I think they're moving to a West Coast system. We can dive into all of this. But, Chris, can you guess, number one to ten, how many quarterbacks did the Cleveland Browns start this year? Five. I know that it's five because I wrote a story on this earlier too. Because <laughs> Joe Flacco, I had, to, I, I had to look it up. I was like, was Joe Flacco a third stringer, a fourth stringer? No, he was a fifth stringer this year. Went to the playoffs with a fifth string quarterback and still got fired. NFL, tough business. And Cleveland's offense, it had been like generally middling while he was there, um, which would be a significant improvement for New England. But for me, the biggest thing is the quarterback experience where coach quarterbacks in Buffalo, Tampa, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Cleveland, quarterback coaching experience, which I think we've talked about on the pod, is going to be so important moving forward because you're going to have a rookie quarterback. You're going to have someone you need to break in, and there needs to be somebody 
on staff that is really hands-on and knows what they're doing. And that was one of my trepidations with Nick Haley as the offensive coordinator is, okay, he doesn't have like quarterback coach experience. How is he going to be if they take quarterback with a number three overall pick? Not that you have Van Pelt in the fold. I think you know that at least you have a guy that's going to have a plan. He's been there before and, you know, you're not putting the fate of your franchise in inexperienced hands. Yeah, you make a good point. You made a good point in the pod earlier, too, when I sort of suggested like Nick Cayley and like a Luke Getze combo. The issue with that, and I think you sort of point this out, I don't know if it'd be fair for a young OC to have like a veteran OC sort of hovering over him. I don't know if that'd be the best working relationship. So in this instance, you get an experienced OC who will probably be the team's quarterback coach slash offensive coordinator. I think that really makes a lot of sense. So Chris, you, you got it right. The, the Browns started five different quarterbacks this past season, which really is an insane number. Um, but over the last four years, Cleveland started nine different players at quarterback, which is insane. So since Alex Van Pelt's been the OC, he had to deal with nine different starting quarterbacks at one point. Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum, Nick Mullins, Jacoby Brissett, Deshaun Watson, Jeff Driscoll, PJ Walker, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and Joe Flacco. So there's a part of me that, like, I understand some of the fans be like, oh, this isn't maybe, like, the quote-unquote sexiest hire because the Browns' offensive numbers have sort of been up and down over the last four years. My response would be like, yeah, but look at all the quarterbacks that he coached, right? I mean, I think sometimes – an OC or quarterback coach or even a head coach. Sometimes you're only as good as your head is your starting quarterback, right? So with Alex Van Pelt, at the very least, we know that, um, hey, he's coached a lot of guys. He has a ton of experience. And this should help the Patriots when it comes to probably drafting someone, right? I mean, also, hey, we could throw out this. Jacoby Brissett coming back as like a bridge quarterback, veteran backup. I don't, I don't hate it. No, I mean, I think he'd be fine as a bridge for like, September, if you didn't want to throw your rookie right into it, I wouldn't want a full season at Brissett, but I hear where you're coming from. And I think he's going to be helpful for the entire staff, too, where if you look at the other coordinators and Mayo, they are all in their mid 30s. To have a guy that's kind of been through the battles a little more here from the coaching perspective, where obviously, you know, Gerard Mayo is an all pro linebacker, but it's different being on the coaching side. And now here you have Van Pelt, who has Two decades of NFL coaching experience. I think that's going to be helpful to just about everybody involved. And, and, and another nugget of news that dropped via um, ESPN's Mike Reese, right after this hire was made, it was announced the Patriots were already targeting one of their next offensive coaching hires, and it's Andy Dickerson, who the Patriots want to be their next offensive line coach. Now, people, this is significant because it tells us the Patriots are going to run a West Coast off offense. So hear me out here. Andy Dickerson... He spent eight years in Los Angeles, and four of those years was as the assistant offensive line coach for Sean McVay. He left McVay's staff to follow Shane Waldron, who was the Rams' passing game coordinator, to go to Seattle. Now in Seattle, Andy Dickerson was the Seahawks' run game coordinator and offensive line coach, working with Waldron, who was operating a similar West Coast system, to McVay. So this tells us, I think, an obvious point, right, Chris? I mean, Alex Van Pelt, he has experience operating a west coast system and he's bringing in an offensive line coach who's operated the west coast system pretty easy to connect those dots yeah and i think that's the cohesion that you need and that was that's been a problem in past years that we've seen here right where all right it seems very clear the offensive line coach and the coordinator are going to be on the same page if this hire happens which if reese is floating it i have a feeling that it's going to happen you know that guy nobody in our industry bats a thousand but reese bats you know he, he, he's hall of fame caliber put it that way 
Um, so I really like that. I like that they're going to mesh together in that way. And I, I think it just speaks to, you know, there's a plan here and this is the plan they want to execute. And that's something that's been missing for the last few seasons in Foxborough. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I think it's easy too to look at Alex Van Pelt's resume and <clears throat> really deduce why they picked him over someone like Nick Cayley, who I think you and I both liked. I mean, the, the worry about Nick Cayley was that, Hey, he was a tight ends coach and he never, he was never an offensive coordinator at any level and he's never called plays, which we should also get into. But, you know, and if you hire someone like Nick Cayley or Brian Flurry, who's the 49ers tight ends coach, you would probably have to hire a separate quarterback slash passing game coordinator. And if that's the way you wanted to go it, I would fully support it. I, you know, I still don't hate the idea of a young OC and a, you know, experienced quarterbacks coach, but in this case with Alex Van Pelt, I, I get it. I see, you know, I see the resume and to sort of backtrack here a little bit, Gerard Mayo interviewed Nick Cayley on sort of Sunday, Monday, they moved to Luke Getze sometime on Tuesday. And then with, Alex Van Pelt, I guess it was a Wednesday, Thursday. I was told that he was in the building today, which, hey, man, if if you're the they interviewed 12 people, Chris, right? 12 people, yep. most all virtual and then three more in person. I mean, I'd like to think Gerard Mayo liked what he heard. And after hearing all those people, maybe he had a good idea of who we wanted to work with. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think the like not letting him leave the building thing certainly speaks to how strongly Gerard feels about him where they they're not in a huge rush at this point where they could have like dragged it out, but being like, Nope, this is our guides. What we want to do. Let's move forward. Let's go. And then already like being on to the offensive line coach here and moving forward, I think really speaks to the confidence that he has in him. I will say, I think it'll go down in history for four hours. We were a Brian flurry podcast. <laughs> never, never forget those four hours. Never forget. But if I knew Alex Van Pelt was on the board, I think I would feel best about him. I don't know if you feel the same way when we were going through the candidates earlier today. Like if Van Pelt was on the table, I think they need an established guy. And I think they need someone with quarterbacks experience. And he has both in spades. Yeah, the, the two other experienced OCs that Gerard Mayo interviewed were um, Scott Turner and Luke Getze. And, and I had I had apprehension about both of them. Scott Turner, you know, his his Washington team wasn't great. And this past year, he was the passing game for co coordinator for the Raiders. And the Raiders just really weren't, you know, it never really clicked for the Raiders. And the Raiders actually just hired Cliff Kingsbury. And, you know, Scott Turner wasn't even on their radar and they had him in the building. So that tells me what I need to know about him. And with Luke Getze, my biggest apprehension was that the Bears, you know, not just fired him after two years, but they fired him before they're about to pick number one overall which will probably be a rookie quarterback, Caleb Williams. You can't tell me that if the Bears say, hey, this OC wouldn't be good for a rookie quarterback, that it would be fine for the Patriots to turn around and be like, you know what, we're going to hire Luke Getze and draft a quarterback at three. I just, I didn't love the feel of that. So with Alex Van Pelt, another thing that people have been talking about, you know, all the reporters who cover the team is like, he's really big on culture. He's a great culture guy. Great. You know, because I mean, after our first pod, right, the Crafts released a statement about trying to turn this thing around. And didn't they say something along the lines, Mason, about rebuilding culture? Or, it was something along the effects of trying to rebuild the Patriots. And it wasn't necessarily about the on-field stuff either. Oh, the season ticket letter. Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah. So they they had they for those who don't know, the Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft sent a uh, letter to season ticket holders and, and essentially, you know, basically said they're embarking on a new era 
and they're trying to rebuild a culture committed to winning. Um, so when they when the Patriots hired Alex Van Pelt and a bunch of reporters out there are like, hey, he's great for culture. He's great for culture. I'm like, all right, there we go. If, if he's a good guy and he's a good guy to have in the room, hey, you know what, Chris, the Patriots needed really bad other than like a good OC, just to wipe wipe it clean, right? You needed an absolute clean slate. It's a really overused term, but the Patriots need a clean slate on offense and it looks like they're getting this. No, and I do really like his background as a player where he hung around the league for a long time as a backup quarterback. And I think that you learn a lot about a guy when he does that. You know, I, I think backup quarterbacks need to be intelligent and they need to get along with people. And that's how they have long term um, careers, essentially. And the fact that Van Pelt was able to do that is another check where it's like clearly not the most talented guy you're getting on the field, but people in the building like you enough that they want to keep you around. And he was in Buffalo for almost a decade in that role. I think that speaks to um, what you can expect from him from a coaching perspective, too, because, you know, people's roots are going to be their roots, right? No, absolutely. And it'll be fascinating to see, you know, what what other coaching hires are made. I think with Alex Van Pelt running the show, it wouldn't surprise me if there weren't many holdovers at all. I mean, maybe, you know, Troy Brown comes back to, you know, coach receivers since, you know, he's been a you know New England mainstay. But I think fresh blood in the end is really what's needed here. You know, the Patriots are going to have so many new players on offense, Chris. I mean, I don't even know how many, like if you were to theorize or even guess like how many starters on offense are even currently on the team, it's like, all right, maybe the guards, maybe one receiver, the running back, but you're probably looking at a team that's going to see changes at tackle, tight end, you know, receive the receiver room for sure and, and quarterback. So instead of having all these, you know, offensive coaches who quite frankly you know the team hasn't been very good I, I think it's better just to start fresh right and Troy Brown's down at the senior bowl this week and just wearing like senior bowl stuff and not patriot stuff which some a uh, decent amount of time coaches do wear their team stuff so reading to that what you will I don't know I don't know what the tea leaves say there maybe the tea leaves say that Troy Brown also doesn't know if he's going to be back because you know I, I would imagine with a new OC the, the Patriots have to start sort of the interview process over again right it'll be up to Alex Van Pelt if he wants a guy like Troy Brown Troy Brown to return so interesting stuff in Foxborough and, and you know the other I guess the other nugget of news that wasn't so much news but the Patriots not only announced that um Alex Van Pelt was their new OC but they officially announced Demarcus Covington as the DC and Jeremy Springer as the special teams coordinator Hey, Gerard Mayo's done it. He has his first three big coaching hires, and it'll be interesting to see where the team goes next. Yeah, 2024 Patriots, at least the coaching staff, starting to come into place. So thanks for catching this emergency pod with us, guys. We'll catch you further on down the trail. This has been Ion Foxborough. Brought to you by Mass Live.